In 2017, my life took a drastic turn and I was diagnosed with an invasive form of breast cancer. And that quickly brought all of my priorities into focus. And um, after going through, I think I had six surgeries within 18 months and I went through chemo and um, lost my hair and the whole thing. Um, But during that experience, we just kind of were hit with, uh, you know, life is short. And if we really want to do this, we might as well do this. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, Zach here. Okay, a quick announcement and a quick request before we dive into this show. First and foremost, the announcement. We have joined the Hospitality.fm podcast network. This is the largest collection of short-term rental, guest experience, and hospitality podcasts. And we're thrilled that we were invited to join just such an incredible cohort of leaders and innovators and entrepreneurs in the hospitality space. Thanks to Will Slickers, the founder of Hospitality FM, for the invitation to join their network. All right, and now the request. We want to know how to make the show better. So in the show notes below, there's a link. It's a link to a type form, and if you could be so kind as to go into the show notes uh, and complete the survey, it'll help us continue to make the show even better, customizing topics and, and whatnot around the things that you really want to hear about, right? We want to make the show as exciting, as dynamic, as interesting, and ultimately as, as educational as possible, and we can only do that if we know what you think about it. So if you scroll onto the show notes below, for the whole month of January and February here, we're running this survey. If you could be so kind as to take just a few minutes to to give me your feedback, I would so, so greatly appreciate it. Again, you can find the link to the survey in the show notes below, or if you're having trouble accessing it for whatever reason, send me an email, Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com, and I will get you a link. Thank you all so much for being here and really excited to continue to double down on the show and, and make it even greater. All right, folks, enjoy today's episode. In just a moment, you'll meet Jamie Krause, the creator of Chestnut Hill, a beautifully appointed home located five minutes from Main Street in Breckenridge, Colorado. Jamie and her husband have three young adult sons and live in the great state of Texas. Growing up, Jamie would vacation in the Colorado mountains with her family and dreamed of one day owning a home in Breckenridge. A few years ago, Jamie was diagnosed with breast cancer, and after an arduous battle, she was, thankfully, able to survive the disease. This life-altering event reminded Jamie that life is short, and that waiting to find her dream vacation home until the timing was just right was silly. After all, would the timing ever feel just right? Tune in to hear the story behind how Jamie found her dream vacation home and, unexpectedly, a love for hospitality that inspired her to build an entire collection of escapes in one of the world's most popular ski towns. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Jamie. All right, Jamie, we are live. We have conquered the enemies of technology that tried to prevent this conversation from happening. And uh, here we are. We're, we're, we're together. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing great. And I already feel victorious before we even start. So thank you for your patience. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, guys. Still these Zoom issues, these Riverside issues, too many, too many tech issues. Um, but uh, it's 2023. You think we could just start everything with a touch of the button with like no issues, but alas, we, great we, still, we still run into them. But um, Jimmy, I'm super pumped for this conversation and it was a privilege to get to connect with you uh, a couple weeks ago and hear a little bit of your story. Uh, in order to kick us off here, one of my favorite questions to ask folks that come on the show is uh, this scenario really which is it's 5 p.m on a friday night uh the traditional work week has come to an end what is jamie most likely doing are you going out for the night are you settling in with a nice book are you burning the midnight oil where, where might we find jamie on a typical friday night i'm sad this is going to be uh, or scared this is going to be a little bit disappointing but um we are in soccer season and i have a senior boy who plays on the soccer team for his high school and so we are most likely on the bleachers freezing <laughs> freezing somewhere either at home or uh, away but we are snuggled up in sleeping bags on those bleachers cheering on our son ah well that's fun hey that's uh that's awesome are, where where in the country are you guys located just so the listeners know so we are in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. And it's that cold in Dallas, Texas this time of year. During huh? soccer season, it will <laughs> surprise you. So we, we carry a myriad of things in our trunk just in case. Lots of blankets and sleeping bags and gloves and all those things. So yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun though. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Actually, I have a cousin uh my uh who lives in who lives in Dallas and my aunt and uncle live there too. And actually now yeah. as you're saying that uh, I went to this was years ago, but I went to her uh, senior soccer game and it was also freezing. I think it hailed actually during the game. And I remember thinking like, this is like Texas. It's not supposed to be this cold. Well, but. it's very interesting because two nights ago was supposed to be a game and they had to cancel because of snow. Wow. And so I, I and it didn't stick. It wasn't pretty like Colorado, but um, it was still enough for people to panic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like I, I'm in the D.C. area and anytime there's like even like a flurry of snow here it's everything right. shuts down um it's a right. it's a total cluster but uh but jamie i want to hear a little bit about your your the very first experience you've had you had with uh airbnb or or another short-term rental i obviously want to talk about your short-term rentals and this super cool collection of homes that that you're building but uh i want to hear about your very first time staying in in one of these places where'd you go and, and like what was your experience like Okay. So, um, so this is a great question. I love this one. Um, our very first Airbnb experience, and I guess it was VRBO at the time, but, um, was in Colorado. Actually, we rented two cabins on a 100 acre ranch, um, huh. in the middle of nowhere that, that butted up to BLM land. So we were amongst nobody. Wow. <laughs> and um, we wanted to see if, if this dream life that we kind of had thought about in our heads was actually as great in reality. So we gave it a go and we rented um, two cabins that were side by side. Um, one was for my parents and then the other one was for myself, my husband and our three boys at the time. Wow. So um, it was fantastic. The, the actual cabins were very rustic and um, not updated, yeah. but the land made up for everything. I mean, the sunrises and being surrounded by mountains and just the quiet and the wildlife. It was all very enchanting. Wow. Wow. That sounds, that sounds enchanting. And I mean, that, that part of the country is just so beautiful. So, um, I, my family, actually, I've got some family in Colorado Springs and then we yeah. have done like, uh, family reunions at like Estes Park. Um, yes. and it's just, uh, it's been years since I've been there, but I just remember how, how magical it does feel. 
Well, it is time for you to come back. I know. I know. The places for you to stay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, which is a, a great segue into hearing a little bit about uh, Chestnut Hill cabins, like what you guys are building. Um, where Where did this idea initially come from? Like when you think about after this experience, this great experience that you had with your with your parents and your family. What's the timeline there between then that moment and when you guys start start thinking seriously that hey maybe maybe we should you know get into this game like maybe there's an opportunity for us to to have our own home in the mountains right so it actually precedes that experience because growing up in Dallas I was one of three girls and my parents would take us every summer to Colorado and we would escape the heat and the hustle and bustle of city life. Hmm. And that is exactly when I fell in love with the mountains. It was just something we looked forward to every summer. Um, it was such a vastly different experience than being in the city. And I think I just, for all those reasons I mentioned loving the Airbnb, it was the same thing, just the, the dark sky, hmm. the, the amount of stars that you could see at night, the things that we're kind of robbed of if, if we live in the city. Yeah. And so, um, so I fell in love then. And even as a girl, I kept journals and, and I have so much documentation of this dream of one day owning a property in Colorado. So fast forward a few years, I married my husband and we actually got engaged in Colorado. Okay. Um, we carved our initials on an aspen tree and it's still standing today. And no so. Way. So that's fun. And we've, we've since carved our kids' initials in the tree. Now they think they have to get engaged at that tree because we <laughs> did. So it's kind of a lot of pressure for them. Uh, but obviously they're free to do what they need to do. But that <laughs> we kind of instilled that same love that we had for Colorado into our children. And we have built so many wonderful memories there that it was kind of always just this, this thought in the back of our heads that, Hey, we want to do this. We want to do this. Yeah. And in 2017, my life took a drastic turn and I was diagnosed with an invasive form of breast cancer. Wow. And that quickly brought all of my priorities into focus. And um, after going through, I think I had six surgeries within 18 months and wow. I went through chemo and um, lost my hair and the whole thing. Um, but during that experience, we just kind of were hit with, uh, you know, life is short. And if we really want to do this, we might as well do this. I mean, we're not risking too much. Um, if it goes south, we can sell, you know, kind of all those things. But it was the catalyst that made us act on our dream. And wow. so when I got well and I am well, I'm, I'm uh, five years post cancer. Wow. And Congratulations. I'm, thank you. I'm doing oh. well. And, you know, my life looks a lot different now. We live like we truly live. Mm. And that started with, hey, let's go ahead and, and make this dream a reality. We started looking at real estate. We um, and it was scary. It was very scary to take that next step. Yeah. Um, we did find a realtor and he called one day and said, hey, I think I've got this property for you. So I went up into Colorado and I looked and I called my husband and I said, I'm scared to say this, but I think with a little love, this could be the one. Huh. And so um, I said, if you'll just give me 18 months with this property, we can see what we can do. Because our goal was never to run an Airbnb. Our goal was to have a property in Colorado. But eventually, yeah. in order to make that happen, we needed to kind of generate some income. So he said yes, and we closed on the property. I made some uh, cosmetic changes. We didn't do anything too big. We just, you know, kind of painted and I, I did new linens and bedding and things like that. Um, and then we 
I named it, we listed it, and then we started an Instagram and here we are today. Wow. So um, yeah, we, we're we um, a little, I think we're probably at maybe almost 18 months, but we um, now own four Airbnbs in Colorado and then we have four long-term rentals in Texas. So wow. we don't do anything small. <laughs> Clearly, clearly. Um, we had all, we had three children under three uh, in three years. And so um, I think that's just what we do. When we decide something, we're like, let's go for it. We're all in. And it's been a blast. And wow. we just haven't looked back. Wow. So, yeah. uh, uh, Jamie, your your energy is like infectious. I, I love it. It's, it, it's <laughs> really you. cool. It's cool to hear like how you, you had this really traumatic experience. And you know what's really interesting is I think when, when – everyone's obviously not, not that I've ever been through it myself, but I have had several close people, uh, in my life go through, uh, chemo and be experienced cancer diagnosis. And, and it's very, very scary. And it's really interesting to see how like different people react to it. Um, and it's cool to see how your reaction to it, right. Was and, and, and has been, I'm sure it was terrifying and scary and all the emotions, right, you know, uh, uh, were, were flooding when you, when you first got your diagnosis, but it's really cool to see how you've come from that and how that has fueled your realization or renewed your realization that, Hey, life is so freaking short. So much right. of it is outside of our, our control. Why not right. just get four places in Colorado in 18 months and four <laughs> rentals in Texas? And like, why not just, you know, go go all in on this? Because the worst thing that can happen is we fail and have to sell. And the best thing that could happen is it totally alters like our life. And it sounds like at least at this juncture, it's it's the latter, not the former. It is. And, and it's interesting. My husband's a physician and, um, and he has a few more years that he's going to work, but our goal, our end goal is for us to do this full time and kind of make this our, our, you know, passive income, if you will. It's yeah. nothing passive about it. Let me go ahead and say that. <laughs> but it, you know, that'll be our um, inter- income generator after he's finished. And so it's been nice for me because we are almost empty nesters. My son will graduate in May. And it's been such a fun journey for me to do something that I absolutely love. Like yeah. any, I mean, my work environment is going to Colorado and checking on our cabins. I yeah. mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And so, um, so to be able to do that and to spend time there and to interact with these guests that I have become to love and know, um, and Instagram has been such a powerful tool in that. I mean, that's how I'm here with you. Yeah. But it's just been such a surprising element of this business. And I've connected with so many of my guests um, before they even book. And we talk about things and they they kind of see kind of what the experience is like up in Colorado. And, and they want more of that. And I think, and I'll, I'll talk about this later, but I just, I'm so passionate about it. You can tell. Yeah. Um, I do think that it jumps onto other people and they are passionate and they're excited. And it makes them just really um want to have that same experience. Yeah. So, yeah, no, a, no, absolutely. And I think, um, one of, one of like the most, uh, immediate questions on my brain, just, just again, remembering your story and, and hearing a little yeah. bit about, uh, what you, what you have all been able to accomplish in such a short period of time is like, how did you know that going from like one to two properties, like was doable and then two to three and three, three to four. Cause again, 18 months is like not a long time, no. right? Like it's, it's a not. short time. And I, I can imagine like people listening into to this conversation being like, Oh, well, like if I told my you know husband or my wife, like, Hey, like give me 18 months, like let, let's try to make this happen. And then within like 
you know, less than that, I'm playing, I'm telling them that, no, we need this other property now. And like, oh, actually, like, how about a third and let alone a fourth? Like, what were, what were the sort of the indicators, um, that, that you saw that gave you the confidence to pursue a, a, another home? Okay. So that's a great question. I think the main thing is I had been watching real estate. It's kind of a hobby of mine anyway. And so I just love houses and, um, I really, really wanted to dive into the market in Summit County, Colorado, which is where Breckenridge is, which is where our cabins are. Okay. And I started to see kind of the rhythm of um, real estate there. And I would start to identify what's a good deal. And oh my gosh, this is, this is a great spot. And I kind of honed in on the goals that we had and, and me being a guest of other Airbnbs, I know what I look for when I am shopping for a vacation. And so, yeah. Um, it was pretty easy to look through not only the lens of the host, but also the lens of a guest and be able to, to find the magic moment when those two meet. And so we got the first property to answer your question. We got the first property. And then just, you know, a few months later, another property came on the market and I said, and we had already had a little bit of success with, yeah. with Nut Hill. And so I said, Hey, can we try this one too? And it was a lot less expensive and it just, it didn't feel as weighty as Chestnut Hill, Chestnut Hills, four bedrooms. And that was kind of a big jump. For, yeah. for the <laughs> we might should have not done that in that order, but we did. Um, so this one was a one bedroom condo in town and we were very familiar with the town of Breckenridge. It's just a charming mountain town. We knew this was the walkability was excellent. And, um, we thought this could be a great rental. And so, it was that that my husband was like trusting me with the real estate and understanding the market. And um, and so we jumped on that. And in the meantime, Breckenridge, um, and this is happening, I think, all over, but Breckenridge um, has now since put a ban on short-term rentals. And so uh. you can't get a license anymore. And we were in kind of that zone where we saw that starting to happen. So I kind of had that rush of, oh, we better grab as many yeah. as we can because we're not going to be able to do this. You yeah. know, so we saw the writing on the wall and that was our impetus to kind of just take a big bite instead of a small bite in the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. So that and now they you can't get a license. I mean, you have to get on a wait list. It's years and years out. Um, we are grandfathered in, and so we will continue to be able to keep our license, which is great. Um, and, and as a business owner, it helps me because the competition is going to yeah. be less because yeah. there's not as many. Um, but I do, I do understand it. it. It just has to do with the work, work-life balance of the workers in town. And, yeah. and so we try to be aware of that as well. Yeah. Um, That's actually like a really interesting strategy that I think folks tuning in to this conversation could, could employ is like, Go find a market where this regulation hasn't been passed yet, but yes. there it's, it's yes. you know the the talk is 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 quite active, and it's right. looking like it's going to go a particular way, and maybe right. maybe being able to uh, snatch up a, a, a couple of places in in a desirable market that again right. doesn't have the doesn't have these regulations in place yet, but is likely moving towards. Um, towards that it's always such a sensitive like topic and you know, I, I don't even know what i think about it personally to to be honest but i do think like there's there's um a lot of people that are doing great things helping revive communities that have been historically um you know who, who, which 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 are dying quite frankly or like helping bring travel i think about like these kind of second tier and third tier like cities and second tier and third tier kind of like counties that you know are now can now are seeing like new life and and right. and whatnot because people are building these really cool 
you know, short-term rentals or these these tree houses, right? These unique escapes, and it's driving an, a new kind of consumer to a place that otherwise they they would probably never traverse. Um, so, and I have to jump in right there please. because my father is from Laurel, Mississippi. And now Laurel, Mississippi is on the map because of Aaron and Ben Napier that do the, um, I forget what their show is called, but, um, but now it's, it's one of those exactly that you're talking about where no one would have ever thought it was a destination. And now it's a destination. Same with Waco, Texas here yeah. you know, close to us. So, so I understand what you're saying. And I think that is a great strategy just to go ahead and kind of like, and, and I would say, add that to your list of research. That definitely has to be researched because you could do all the research in the world on real estate. But if you don't know the rules about short-term rentals, which are cha- ever changing, yeah. um, then you may be in trouble once you close on your property. So that's a very important thing to kind of understand before you jump into this market. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hey guys, Zach here. So over the last year, I've interviewed over 50 short-term rental investors that are building portfolios of all shapes and sizes on this podcast. I've spoken with hosts that have 70,000 followers on Instagram, which is one vacation rental, SDR investors that are building niche hospitality brands with a target of 10 to 20 units, and also with property managers that oversee hundreds of units. As such, I receive questions all the time from listeners who want to get started in STR investing and or who want to scale their portfolio on what resources I recommend that they tap into. And here are three reasons I always recommend they check out an AirDNA subscription. First off, AirDNA offers the most accurate data platform in the industry and is trusted by small and large-scale investors across the globe. Second, their easy-to-use tools unlock access to millions of data points on any property, anywhere. And third, you can enter any address in the world to find out how much you'd earn as a vacation rental. Pretty cool, huh? So if you're interested in getting into the STR game, or if you're interested in taking your game a bit more seriously, I've got some exciting news for you. AirDNA is giving Behind the Stays listeners 20% off their first three months of any MarketMinder subscription, or an additional 20% off any annual MarketMinder subscription. You can use the discount code BTS20, BTS is in Behind the Stays 20, at checkout. Oh, and if you don't listen to it already, I highly recommend that you tune into the STR Data Lab, which is a podcast hosted by Jamie and Mariah, the VPs of Research and Marketing at AirDNA. It's a super badass show, and it's one of my favorites in the industry. All right. As soon as this episode is over, be sure to check out AirDNA's MarketMinder subscription and use the discount code BTS20 when you're ready to dive in. Um, I want to hear a little bit about um, how you've thought about guest experience and, and really the, the differentiation uh, around guest experience because you, a lot of people that you know I have on the show, you know maybe they built some cool cabin in like the middle of like nowhere Vermont, right? Or right, like, right. Uh, but but you are in you know one of the capitals, if not like the the capital of like you know ski town America in in yes. Breckenridge, right? So like, right. talk to us a little bit about how you've thought about differentiation in such a quote unquote like competitive market. Yes, I I think that's um so fair, and I just have to back up and say. 
I would love to build a really beautiful cabin in nowhere, Vermont, (laughs) (laughs) because I see all these people doing that and it's amazing and it's beautiful. And, you know, you get to put all your touches on it. That's one thing that I haven't been able to do. We have just purchased what we have and usually the furniture comes with it. And I do a few tweaks, but then we got to get going because it's a business. And so they're not exactly as I would have them. However, nobody cares if they're coming skiing. They just want a comfortable bed. Yep. They want some nice pillows. You know, um, they want coffee pods ready to go with the Keurig. Yeah. Just those kind of things that are practical. Um, that's what we focus on. So for a guest experience and differentiate, differentiating ourselves, I would say that relationship is everything. Mm. And as we've touched on, I have been able to have these personal connections with my guests before, during, and after their stays. And that has already proven in this short amount of time that they return because we have had return customers, if wow. you will. Or yeah. Yeah. And so that to me speaks volumes. And I've always been about relationships. That's kind of my MO in life. And so to be able to have these friendships with people and, and, um, and do that has been one thing. So that's what I would say. Um, I would say comfort. I have um, worked really hard on getting comfortable mattresses, comfortable pillows, comfortable bedding. Um, I think those make a big difference. And I think attention to detail is key. And so just kind of, it goes along with with understanding your guests and what kind of vacation they want. But if they're going to arrive at midnight after their flight from Denver and they're driving to Breckenridge and they get there, then I'll make sure and have some snacks and some coffee (laughs) and And, you know, I make sure and have that for them so they know, hey, she cares and she listens to me. And so those are the things that I can do to kind of differentiate myself. Um, But other than that, I, you know, ease of travel. I wrote really hard on my itineraries for people. Mm. If people say, I really want to take my kids skiing, but it seems so overwhelming. The whole process is so overwhelming. And I say, I got you, you know, and so we walk through and I give them the links for the ski rentals and the ski schools and instructors that we have had good success with. And I make that daunting process seem very easy. And so that's what I bring to the table. I know there's, there's, you know, beautiful homes all over Breckenridge. Um, but as far as personal relationship, I think that's how I can make myself different. Yeah, no. And, and that is, that is incredibly key. It doesn't matter how beautiful a space is. If you, if you don't feel like the greeting is warm or if you don't feel as a guest that you can get answers to your questions uh, in in a reasonable amount of time, right? It, it really doesn't matter how beautiful the space is. It's, it's just not going to be as memorable. So um, I love that. And I think we offer like, we have parking hacks, like local parking hacks that people uh, don't know about. And we've got wait lists. Good. We've got, you know, so I try to, I really research my town. When I'm there, <laughs> I am out there hitting the pavement and I'm finding the best places for my, uh, my guests to go. And I just, I want them to love it as much as I do. Yeah. And so, um, so I really work hard on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's very evident. And, um, I'm sure given the fact that you have people coming back, it's, it's so rare that people actually end up coming back to the same Airbnb, oh gosh, right? No, it's very, very, very rare. So that's something to be, to be proud of. I, I want to well, hear. Think, like, it takes away kind of the, if you're going skiing, then you know you're going to come back to Breckenridge, then it takes the element of surprise out of yeah, where you're that's true. You kind of start to feel at home and you say, okay, this is one less thing we have to worry about. We know where the garage code is and we yeah. know, you know, all these things. So, so I think that helps a little bit too. That's, yeah, that's actually a really good point too for anyone who's trying to build sort of like, a, you know, a solid rebooking strategy. Uh, um, 
And I think that if you are in a desirable town like Breckenridge or you're, you're a place where people are, are likely to come back to with some amount of frequency, especially seasonally, being able to like remind them that, hey, like if you if you enjoyed your space here, your, you know, your, your time here, if you enjoyed the space, you know, one one less thing to, to have to worry about next time you want to go skiing. Like, you, you, you know, you know, yeah, you know what the neighborhood's like, because it's always hard when you're when you are booking an Airbnb it's very hard to get a sense for like the immediate surrounding, right? Like that's one of the things that's always, my wife and I, I was telling you this uh, uh, before Jamie, but we lived like full time on Airbnb for like a year and a half. And, when we were like scrolling through like listing photos and whatnot and we'd, we'd book a place, some of the most incredible places that we stayed in were like not in like the best um, areas, uh, right. like like the immediate surrounding areas, like sure. the neighborhood, right? And then other times sure. we would, you know, you know, book a place that we thought like wasn't going to be particularly great. And then like we had like the best neighborhoods ever, right? So it's yeah. just it's just funny how, how that happened. So I, I like that a lot. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. I want to talk about Instagram because you've done a really good job of, of building building a following on Instagram, and you have talked about this already as it being a, a really helpful networking tool. Um, wh- how have you approached Instagram, and like what are what are some of the the cool things that being consistent on the platform has uh, has enabled for you? So um, I have to credit a strategy that I implemented early on for the Instagram growth, and that is um, tapping into content creators that live in Denver, Colorado. Um, and the reason being is because a lot of people from Denver like to go to the mountains on the weekends, whether that be hiking in the summer or skiing in the winter, but they love a quick getaway because it's only an hour and a half from yeah. Denver and you feel like you're a world away. And so my strategy early on was to contact some Denver content creators, have them come, have them introduce their online community to our cabin. And, um, and it's a risk because, you know, when I first started this, people were like, well, what if they don't like it? Like, what are they going to say? You know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I hope they like it. And so anyway, back to the relationship piece, I did build some relationships with some content creators who we still, we text all the time. Like, it's just amazing. So we've had people come and we, we had a really big one come and she has kind of exploded my Instagram. And so that's been great. And Mm. I credit her for that. Um, I didn't do anything except for just continue to show pretty pictures of our, of our town, which is not hard to do. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of been my strategy and that's worked on Instagram. And I think when those creators who have their own audience say with all their, you know, their might that they love this place, they would recommend it. 
um, then those people listen yeah. and they, I mean, they're the, the Airbnb space is crowded. And as you said, in a place like Breckenridge, it's really crowded. Yeah. So to stand out like that and to have that stamp of approval and that trust from someone that they trust, then, um, then that just kind of naturally grows, you know, your, your audience. Yeah. So uh, on that note, uh, Jamie, one of, one of the questions I've been getting a lot actually from folks that listen to the show, people will like send me a DM or they'll write me an email. They'll say like, Hey, like, a lot of people that come on your show have partnered with like influencers and creators and whatnot. Like, um, how do how do you like find them? Like, how how did you find local ones? Because there are there are several folks who are like you know nationally known, but they're sure. incredibly hard to you know book, and they're they're right. typically like expensive and and whatnot. But like, I think there's an incredibly like untapped potential in like regional markets of finding your like finding regional creators, regional influencers, and right. then inviting them to come to to your space. So how did you how did you find these content creators? Okay, so I have no fear and I um <laughs> I just reach out to everybody. I mean, it's as simple as an e- email or a DM and yeah. I have always gotten a response. Um everybody's always been so kind. I have to this day never paid anyone to come stay at our cabins. So these are all um I guess they're called hosted stays, but I don't pay them anything. Yeah. So they get a free trip, yep. you know, in exchange for talking about my cabin and I feel like it's a win-win for everyone and yeah. One's complained and maybe I'm supposed to be paying them. I don't know. No one's told me. <laughs> I tell me if I am. No, um, no. But, um, but literally have just DM them on Instagram. And then um, sometimes there's an email link. And so for the larger ones, sometimes I'll email because that doesn't get lost. Yeah. Like a deep. Do you, lost. did you start like, so you're on Instagram, right? And you're like, what are like, what are you searching on Instagram in order to even find their profiles to begin with? Or did you just like know think- them? No, I don't know them. Okay, no, yeah, I, didn't yeah, yeah. Know any, I this is all new to me. Okay. Brand new. Okay. Um, so I, I was a photographer in my former life and um which actually segues in nicely into this is it's a nice skill to have whenever yeah. you're trying to market a property. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know any of them. So what I would start doing is just doing hashtags and trying to find people that would hashtag Denver or hashtag Denver blogger or yeah. Things like that. And then I would find them and I didn't immediately reach out to people. I would follow them for a while because I, I am very particular on the style of, yeah. I don't know what's associated with my cabins. And so these people that I have come stay, I really like and I really endorse and, um, and they've just been great fits. Yeah. And so, and now I get tons of, I mean, on the daily, tons of requests for content stays. And so I have to go do my research and yeah. I have to, you know, people can have as many followers as they want. That's not, that's not what I look for. I look for their engagement. I look at their reels, how many views they have. Yeah. I look at their comments, how many people are engaging with their Instagram. Um, you can tell, you can tell who's authentic and yeah. real. And those are the people that I want to deal with. Yeah. I love that. One of the things that I'm th- thinking about, um, building for folks is like some repository there I, there have been a couple attempts at this but i don't think they've gone yeah. anywhere but like some repository of like you know influencers creators that you could like tap into and, and connect with almost like a, a little a super symbolic marketplace where like if you are a host in breckenridge and you want to f- quickly figure out who are all like the quote-unquote vetted 
you know, creators who've, who've yes. done things already, like where, like, where's like one list where you can go and just find all those people, right? Cause it, you, you just did a ton of manual research, which is, which yeah. is awesome and, and great. And it worked out, but like the, the net, you know, the, there's gotta be a way to like simplify this process. And there's gotta be a way to help creators connect with more incredible hosts like right. you and, and vice versa. So I'm thinking of well, building a tool I- like that. But it's funny that you say that because we actually are building a tool like that. So you didn't Beautiful. even know that. I didn't even know this. Look we're, at this. We're building that right now, working on it. It's been in the works for about a year. But that when I saw the success of how this works and how easy it is and how beneficial it is for both parties, yeah. um, it, it was a natural thing to say, oh my gosh, we've got to do this. Yeah. So we have a local Facebook group in our community in Dallas um, that does this. And they, we have all, you know, it's all people that own home, second homes and they VRBO, but it's just kind of within our community. Yeah. So we, that was kind of our beta test for, does this work? Do people want this? Yeah. And I think hosts definitely want that. Hosts would love to have a list of, what creators are in Dallas? What creators are in Broken Bow, Oklahoma? What yes. creators? You know, so that we can kind of match you. It's it's almost like a Tinder for. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. For host and guest and so our content creator. So um, we've got you. We're coming. Let's, we'll, we'll be here soon. Okay, we gotta. We yeah, we gotta talk. I, I think, I'll work with you. We yes. can we can work together. But I I definitely have the same. I'm of the same mindset that that would be a very beneficial tool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Last minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest, and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form, and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. Uh, Jamie, just just a final question for you here. Um, a lot of the folks that are tuning into this conversation are like you. They're, they're hosts. They um, might have a property. They more often than not, if they're tuning into this po- this podcast, they're interested in sort of like growing their their portfolio of homes, uh, you know, in some capacity. What what advice do you have for folks, or like what any any particular like hot takes you have on sort of like the the state of the industry, or or any like words of wisdom that you just want to impart on folks as we as we wrap here. Okay. Yeah. So for folks that are interested in this industry, I would say, you know, once you're, I'm assuming your financials are in order if you're wanting to do this. So that would be the first goal is to make sure financially you can, you can take this risk. Beyond that, I would say if you have a natural passion for real estate, travel, adventure, creating unique experiences, then this is a great fit for you. And, um, I always say that the best hosts are people pleasers because they're always wanting to make sure they're for having a great time. But you have to balance that out with someone who is business savvy and understands, you know, expenses and things like that. So find yourself a partner that, um, you know, that can kind of balance you out. But and I'm saying that as 
a personal experience because I am super passionate and <laughs> my husband will kind of draw me back and say, Hey, we can't do everything. For yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so I think that's what I would say is if you already are kind of, you probably know your personality. If you're watching this, you're probably one of those people. Yeah. So um, it's not as hard as it seems. Um, there are surprises along the way, but if your um, if your mindset is I'm going to do this and learn and grow and yes, I'll make mistakes, but I will make them right with my traveler and my guest. Um, then then go for it. Yeah. You can't be a perfectionist and do this though, because there will be things that go wrong. It is. I mean, your garage door will break, your dishwasher won't work, your fireplace won't turn on um, in the middle of the winter when your guests are there. And, you know, there's those <laughs> things that happen and you have to know that that's what happens. And so that's where the relationship piece comes in. If you've already established that relationship, they know you're trying. They know. And most of them are very forgiving about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then as far as hot takes for travel, I would say travel is back um, post COVID yeah. people like making up for lost time. They are booking trips with the confidence that they are actually going to happen. And that's exciting. That's yeah. a fun, the fun time to be in this industry. Um, I would also say that like the work from home situation has spiked so much new business for us as Airbnb hosts, because we do have people that work in Denver from home and they want to come to the mountains and they work the week from the mountains. And yeah. So, um, so that's been amazing because that's just a fun crowd. That's like a professional crowd that they want to come and they want to, when their day, you know, workday ends at three o'clock or whatever, they yeah. want to get out there and, and explore. And so, um, that's been great. And I think that's on the rise as well, the remote working. Yep. Um, and then I think just, um, sustainability, um, is a big thing. And I think a lot of people are kind of decreasing that gap between tourism and, um, being a local when yeah. they travel. And they want to support local businesses that have sustainable practices so that we can always travel for generations. And um, and so we we make sure and point those places out to in Colorado. Um, so I think that's kind of that's where I would say the travel is yeah. and exciting. It's a fun time to be in travel and um and we welcome anybody that wants to come to Breckenridge. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more on on all those fronts. And I actually do think one of the things Airbnb hosts like don't get enough credit for is how they have helped be a facilitator of uh, local businesses and, and patrons to local businesses. Like the first thing that I do, and I know that I'm you know not alone in this. When you arrive at a new place, as you're like looking at the guest book or you're looking at like the you know digital guidebook, whatever it might be, you're scrolling through recommendations and. You know, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to open Google Maps and just look for the nearest Starbucks. Like, I want to go figure out, like, okay, what's the best like local coffee shop in town, yes. right? Or like, what's the best local bar in town, whatever it is. And right. I and I actually think that like, if I were staying at a hotel, I wouldn't be doing that, right? Like, right. I I just I would go to like the Starbucks in the lobby or whatever it is. And right. so, staying in a short term rental uh, does I think uh, in in many cases enable folks introduce folks to to some of the best local artisans in in the community, which is which is great. Um, right. Well, this has been wonderful, uh, Jamie. I am so thankful for for you and, and your time and what you're doing in the space. For folks that want to reach out to Jamie and or book a stay at one of her homes, we'll have all the fun links, her Instagram link, um, the links to her stays uh, in the show notes below. But uh, Jamie, thank you so much again for your time and for what you're doing in the space. I'm looking forward to staying connected. Okay. Thanks, Zach, so much. I appreciate it. Hey, 
Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.